Welcome to the Sioux Nation Podcast. I'm Jill Funky, Communications Manager at Sioux Nation Ag Center, and we are so glad you found us. Sit back and listen as our staff hosts welcome guests from all aspects of the livestock production industry. It's our mission at Sioux Nation to arm regional, small, and medium producers with all of the resources we can put in front of them. And now, on with the program. Hello and welcome to the Sioux Nation Podcast. I'm your Sioux Nation Ag Center staff host, Jill Funky, and livestock nutritionist, Aaron Amadon, joins us today on the program to talk about cattle production. And what we really want to hear about is the advice he most commonly gives his producers. So Aaron, thanks for being here with us today. Thank you very much, Jill. Appreciate the opportunity. So your father, Ron, was the one who started Amadon Feed Consulting Services in the 1990s. And from my understanding is that he recently invited you to take over the reins of the company or transition into that that he created. And so I'm just wondering, Aaron, if you could tell our listeners a little bit about your family, where you've lived and where you live now. Yeah, absolutely. Dad started this business in the in the 90s and then uh as of january 1 he's he's wanting to slow down a little bit so as of january 1 the corporation changed hands so now i am owner and dad is actually working for me that sounds good now i'm no family counselor aaron but how's that going (laughs) Uh, (laughs) my dad and i have always had a really good relationship so it it works i mean it's like any family business, you go head to head on some things at some times, and, uh, but at the end of the day, we're still family, and, and that's the way it'll always be. That's a great philosophy. So you were watching your dad start this company, obviously. So what made you want to go into the industry, and then how did you get started? Dad has been in the, in the industry since I was little. And in the summertime, when he'd have customer appreciation gatherings and different meetings and seminars. I tailed along with him quite a bit through the summer months when I could. So that's where my interest started. Then I, dad kind of put his foot down and said, you got to go to college. You want to do anything remotely what I'm doing, you need an education. So he pushed me, helped push me into a college career at Montana State where I graduated uh, with an animal science degree in production and management of livestock. And I was a ranch hand through college. Thought I liked that. Thought I was going to be doing that the rest of my life. And then dad said, no, you better uh, find something a little bit better to do than be a ranch hand. So then I went into the ag business sector in the farm store. I managed the feed and animal health department at Ranch and Home Supply Big R in Bozeman, Montana. I did that from 94 through 2004, and then I had an opportunity to get into the co-op system in South Central South Dakota. So I moved there in 04, and toward the end of 2022, uh, like August, September, is when I started working, transitioning a little bit, working with Dad, and then uh, relocated to back to Montana in Lewistown, where my wife and I are currently residing. Lewistown, Montana. So in your years of working with producers and in the different facets that you've worked with producers, what would you say is your most common advice? And then if you also could tell us, what is it that you wish that producers did differently that would help their livestock have better outcomes and help you work with them to achieve those outcomes? As far as a word of advice that I give a lot of my customers, producers that I work with is... And I quote, stay the course. 
on whatever program you do, stay the course with it. If you are a backgrounder, don't try to chase a market because market chasing will come back and haunt you. And I worked with a producer that I guess I'm taking that phrase from a customer that I worked with in South Dakota. And there was a year where it got pretty bleak. Uh, cattle prices going in were looking like they're going to be high, but looked like uh, the near future things were going to fall apart. Grain prices were high. It just didn't look like a good year. And I said, what are you going to do? He said, I'm going to stay the course. It's what I do. I background them and I finish a certain percentage of these cattle every year. I gained that little bit of advice from a producer. So, and not just in a market situation, but programs in general, livestock programs. Mineral might get a little high price, or you think. I had a professor by the name of Dr. Ray and Sodegi, and there's been a lot of research, nutritional research done out of Montana State. And if you look, Dr. Ray and Sodegi was, he led a lot of them uh, research programs. I had him come and do a producer meeting talk about mineral nutrition and one of the producers in the back said boy this mineral is getting ridiculously priced i he said i just don't think i can afford to feed it dr ray kind of tipped back a little bit and he said sir i want you to know one thing no matter what the price of mineral it is going to be the least cost investment with the highest rate of return that you can provide your cattle bar none so again stay the course Uh, some of the best advice I can give any of my producers. So then what can you tell us about your approach with bull nutrition and how you work with those customers? A producer is a producer. Bulls require a little different strategy when it comes to ration balancing. You're working with higher rate of return animals and the uh, rations need to be balanced specifically toward bull production. They require a higher protein diet, but that protein needs to be balanced correctly with the energy levels so we don't get a overly fleshy bull. Now there's bulls out there that are raised for the show bull world. <laughs> Them rations are totally different than, you know, normal production bulls that are going to hit the ground running. We need a good balance of energy so when they do hit the ground, they have the energy to get it done. And the protein, we need to grow bulls, as we know. Uh, I mean, they grow a huge amount of muscle mass in a very short period. So protein in them diets have to reflect that. And then the trace minerals uh, as well. I mean, for reproductive and structural soundness is huge, huge, huge. COVID, for goodness sake. Now, we're far enough away, hopefully, fingers crossed, that we're starting to get out of all of the the ripple effect that we were dealing with with COVID. But even so, as we're looking today and we're looking at the future, what do you think that animal nutrition is going to look like? One thing I've been seeing, and a lot of the cow-calf feeders all the way to feedlots, bigger getting bigger and the smaller disappearing. Long run, it's going to be very interesting. I mean, 20, 30 years down the road. I might not be here anymore after that length of time doing what I'm doing, but somebody will be. And I think there's going to be the same thing that happened with the dairy industry. I mean, a handful of dairies will have one nutritionist hired, and then they will lease costs out or put all their products to bids to like a Sioux Nation. Uh, somebody that's going to provide uh, mineral packages for them. I don't have that magic number to know exactly when that could possibly happen. 
we're already seeing some of that change already. There's a lot of big operators, whether it be in the cattle industry or farming industry, huge, huge corporate farms. And I, cattle, the industry might go the same way. So Aaron, what else would you like our listeners to know about you, about your nutrition company, about anything they could be doing better or any parting wisdom that you might have? Right now, there's a lot of optimism in in the market today. So along with stay the course, this is going to be an easier time for these producers to stay the course. Right now, with the feeder calf market going up, I mean, we're seeing record high prices across all sectors, all the way to uh, box beef. We haven't seen calf prices looking at, I mean, we're looking at over $2 calf prices. We haven't seen, seen that since 2015. So uh, your future is looking fairly bright for the for the cattle industry. That's for sure. You almost want to like not say that or cross your fingers, don't you? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Because a lot of these guys are going to need. I mean, with the high feed prices and the drought situation, widespread drought, a lot of these guys had to dig deep and they had to buy hay, and they're buying hay at some record high prices. I mean, the hay was selling for uh, grassy alfalfa of 200 250 even up to $300 a ton, I've heard. Crazy. Uh, around, I just traveled a big loop up to the Canadian border, my wife and I did, and we've seen a lot of producers, and there's a lot of optimism up there uh, right now. It's looking, there's everything, little pocket that holds water, had water in it. Grass is starting to come on. It's a little slower in Montana, especially up on the Canadian border than it is uh, in South Dakota there. But uh, grass is coming. It's greening up, and uh, there's a lot of optimism. So, Aaron, I'd like to thank you for being on our program, giving us insights on the important business of yours, which is animal nutrition. Thank you. You bet. And I'd like to thank our listeners for tuning in. We'll catch you next time with more guests and topics related to the current ag climate.